On a flutter, we are careful to ensure that all patient stories comply with healthcare privacy laws. Details may have been changed to ensure patient confidentiality. All views expressed are those of the person speaking and not their medical institution. Hey everyone, welcome to A Flutter, a podcast that explores the joys and challenges of the love lives of those pursuing a medical career. I'm your host, Anna Kulawick, and let's get started. So with us today on the podcast, we have Clark and his dogs. Stop, Pixel, stop. I'm so sorry. You're good. Get her up here. (laughs) So cute. So for folks listening, Clark is an amazing classmate of mine. Oh my gosh, and my cat's joining the party now too. They're just listening to each other. They are. So Clark, thank you so much for being here. Clark is a classmate of mine, as I mentioned, just an all-around superstar, um, doing so many cool things, has a really great relationship story. So I'm so excited to have you on today. Thank you, Clark. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I'm glad we finally made the time work and I'm excited to, to be here. Yeah, amazing. So Clark, why don't you tell the listeners a bit about yourself? All right, I will. And I'll give everybody a warning that my two dogs will be pretty loud throughout this. So I apologize in advance. I'm not sure if you will or want to edit it out. Um, but yeah, my, my current fiance and I, Amber, um, we met back in undergrad at, at Duke. Um, mm-hmm. Our junior year, we had a bit of a long courtship, as we like to tell people. Ooh. That involved um, probably the three things you want to tell your parents least. So meeting on Tinder, <laughs> meeting at a fraternity party and meeting at shooters. So oh my God. All, all three of those chance encounters um, led to us starting to go on dates with each other mm-hmm. back in, I think, the fall of 2017 now. Mm-hmm. Um, neither of us were really looking to, to date at the time, um, but just really clicked with each other. And um, I don't know, just really just had a bond like from the start. Um, and like I said, I was pretty averse to dating at the time. Uh, but... <laughs> but um, slowly realized that she was just the perfect person for me um, and that we were so similar and she was so much fun and awesome. Um, so we started dating. We don't have an exact date, but we like to just put it April 1st. So April Fool's Day um, <laughs> of 2018, which was mm-hmm. like halfway through our junior year um, mm-hmm. and have been dating ever since. I can go through the, the whole story, but at this point we've gotten engaged, bought a house, gotten two dogs. So we're pretty far along in our relationship now. And our- oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Well, congratulations. What a story. Um, yeah, I think we're going to have to dig into all of that. That's so fun. Um, and yeah, so let's start at the beginning. Tinders, <laughs> frat party shooters. And for those who aren't from the area, shooters is like the one club really in Durham. But it's like a Western themed club like there's a mechanical bull and you know it's that whole like grungy western vibe so imagine that setting exactly (laughs) wow that's great so wait did you two match on tinder first and then ran into each other at shooters we met at a frat party that i was not in um not in the frat so i forget why i was there Uh um and she was, I guess, friends with some people in it, but I don't even know why we were both there. So we met mm-hmm. there first mm-hmm. and then got each other's numbers and then matched on Tinder like a month later. 
Mm. And then met at Shooters and then finally went on a date. So it was okay. the Shooters that culminated it. The Shooters <laughs> catalyzed your relationship? <laughs> yes. <laughs> it... so funny. Wow. I, yeah. I feel like you're going to give so much hope to <laughs> other people. But I don't even know if that's false hope. This sounds like a one in a million type of... <laughs> I don't think that people should go looking for love at Shooters. <laughs> <laughs> love in the club, yeah. as they say. <laughs> Wow, that's great. Okay. Yeah. So you said that at the time you really weren't looking for a relationship. Right. So how did this relationship happen, really? Well, I guess it was junior year and I had gotten out of a high school relationship like a year before that. And I was okay. like, I don't want to go through that again or like ended up or end up doing long distance after we graduate. It's getting kind of close. And I was like, mm -hmm. probably not the best for me um and, sorry um but and she wasn't necessarily looking for a late relationship either um mm -hmm. but i mean we just ended up talking a lot and every date we would go on we would just talk the entire time and just realized mm -hmm. how similar and compatible we were we're mm -hmm. like we might as well give this a shot um which was very busy we were both very busy at the time but we were mm -hmm. like let's just let's just try it and see what happens yeah, this is so cute. I feel like I'm just beaming. This feels like a movie. I feel like I tell a lot of guests that, but I'm like, this is so nice. Aww. Well, that's why you do the podcast, because you love these stories. Honestly, that's the real reason I do this podcast. I just want to talk to people about their love lives, and if others yeah. can, you know, enjoy listening as well, the more the merrier. But Exactly. Wow, that's great. Okay, so then you yeah. two met spring of your junior year. I'm assuming dated through the rest of college. Yep. Did you two graduate at the same time? We did. We were, we were okay. in the same class of 2019. Okay, class of 2019. So then how did your gap years envelop or develop with you two together? I'm sorry. They're at least going outside now. Um, <laughs> they like to just go bark at the neighbor's dog. So they'll be they'll be out there for a little while. Yeah, they um, should. But yeah, we, we talked a lot about what we wanted to do after graduation. And she's mm -hmm. a software engineer. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, she initially thought she wanted to go out to the West Coast um, and work for one of the bigger tech companies. Mm -hmm. um, kind of decided against that partially because of me, but I wouldn't say we talked about it as much as would probably have been optimal at that time. Um, so she ended up working for Deutsche Bank in Cary, um, mm -hmm. close by, which was awesome. And um, I continue to work in the area as well. So mm -hmm. uh, it just really worked out. Like I said, probably could have used more planning, but got really lucky that that happened. And then she did end up getting the big tech job that she wanted eventually, um, mm -hmm. It's like a year and a half ago, but that's in Durham now and kind of lucked into the best situation possible. Yeah. Wait, yeah. that is so perfect. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Okay. So you all have kind of stayed local to the Triangle area since graduating. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Which has okay. been really fun. I've loved Durham and stayed here mm -hmm. ever since. Um, just a great, great place to live. <laughs> She is normally not this crazy. I don't know what is going on. She normally goes to sleep after she gets back from the dog park and eats. So. She knows it's her time to shine. She's exactly. on the podcast. <laughs> She's trying to steal my, my spotlight. Yeah. She's like, I have a story to tell. <laughs> and Maya is wow. normally the calm one and Pixel's the crazy one. But mm -hmm. they're both kind of being crazy right now. 
it's totally it's truly totally <laughs> fine it's a pet friendly space yes. <laughs> uh, wait so when did your pets enter the picture then so they so pixel entered the picture first um mm-hmm. right before we got our house right before we moved into our house actually mm-hmm. so we knew we were getting the house and we were like okay we really want a dog yeah. might as well just do it we have some time before medical school so i thought to train our dog so that she would be easy to take care of mm-hmm. um, so we had like three months before medical school started and i guess got her in early june um, before mm-hmm. school started and um yeah thought we could manage it and train her really well and that was not the case but <laughs> she's been an awesome dog for us and um, mm-hmm. have loved having her around mm-hmm. and then um in january of last year we were like well we might as well get a friend for our dog so mm-hmm. they can stay home together mm-hmm. and we, got, uh, we adopted maya at that point and mm-hmm. they are best friends now but mm-hmm. it has not made our lives as easy easier <laughs> having two than having one so probably made, the, <laughs> made an, an ill-informed decision but i love having them and they they add so much fun and joy to our lives oh that's so beautiful <laughs> as well wow okay i love that yeah I mean, that's great. It might be harder for you, but it sounds like it's good for them and they're happy and yeah. you have this happy home. Wait, so when did things progress for your relationship then from being like, oh, this is great. I love spending time with you. Maybe we'll like plan our kind of futures together too. We're buying a house. We're getting dogs. Let's get married. <laughs> like, How did that happen? Well, uh, probably COVID is the shortest answer, but okay. um I was living with some college friends at the time and they were a year younger. So that was a, that was another bad choice um, as much as I love them, but I lived in a house where they were doing college things and I felt like I was getting older. Um, Mm -hmm. So I spent all my time with her and Carrie um, for like that first fall after college and then um, COVID happened. And so we ended up living together full time throughout Mm -hmm. the whole COVID situation. And I think it was really then that I just realized how comfortable we are together and like how much more secure our relationship became during that time which Mm -hmm. was like covid was a horrible time for for everybody obviously and but it ended up being really good for our relationship um and just getting that much closer and living together when we really never expected to my parents really didn't want to but just happened and (laughs) yeah Yeah. so then then after that then we moved in together um in durham um, and mm-hmm. she was still working in carry remotely and I was working in downtown, mm-hmm. um, and then ended up saying we might as well buy a house before, um, before we start med school, it should be a good investment. We got in earlier than it was oh. crazy. So we got, yeah. got lucky there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. That's great. Again, yeah. things working out so well. I've heard like COVID relationship thing. I've heard that said about other couples as well. Like it either really strengthened pre-existing couples or it made them realize how uncompatible they are and like immediately break up. So I'm glad that it went the former way for you yeah. too. Um, exactly. And like really kind of solidified things before yeah. embarking on this next phase of life that you're currently in. Exactly. Yeah. Wow. Um, so then let's talk some about marriage and how you started thinking about that. Um, yeah. Like why get married now, I guess. 
Well, we had we had a lot of those conversations, and we we do like plan together as a couple more than I'm probably leading on. Um, mm-hmm. I am a big planner of my my life and my life trajectory. Mm-hmm. Um, he is, but not as much. And mm-hmm. uh, so we had a lot of conversations about like, okay, why are we waiting? We were both felt very confident in our relationship and and knew that we were right for each other, and most importantly, knew that we were good about like solving problems. And the dog over there really showed us that we could go through difficult times together. And we also did a lot of our house together. So we knew we like worked well together. Mm -hmm. So we had like a lot of these not like stressful events that we like handled really well as a team. And I think Mm -hmm. that just brought us closer. And then as we were talking about our relationship, we were like, okay, what's really holding us back? And my only answer was I want to get married third year of medical school Mm -hmm. and was planning my life around that. Um, But then at some point I just really thought that, I don't know that it, it didn't matter and that I just wanted to get married to her and that it was time. And I felt so confident in it um, that, that it wasn't worth waiting. And then I proposed freshman year um, or first year of med school. <laughs> this is so cute. I feel like I just keep smiling at you. I'm like, oh my gosh. Yeah. That is so cute like, and so beautiful as well. Oh. This love story. You're painting wow i okay so (laughs) um i totally get the planning thing a common theme across many of these podcast episodes is you know a lot of us med students are big into planning out our entire life like creating a 10-year plan has never been that difficult you know we're like we love planning um and also the the nature of what we're doing like forces us to plan a lot you know like chunk out your life, your lives in like four year chunks. <laughs> exactly. Figure out where you're moving next and where you want to go. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But then weaving within that is all of the other things that are important to us in our lives. Like when to buy a house, when to get pets, when to get married. Um, yeah. So it, it sounds like you're finding ways to really interject those important like other life milestones within the context of medicine like creating a medical career as well i think you sum that up so well um and (laughs) it's been a lot of conversations with my fiance about like okay what makes sense when is it really the right time to do things and a lot of times i come to the conclusion that there is not a right time so i should do it when i think when i feel like doing something so like Mm -hmm. engaged I did it because I wanted to. And that was a cool like power to bring back into my life when I mm-hmm. feel like medical school, like, I don't know, leaves you without power sometimes in those decisions. Um, yeah. And I think, I think it's just interesting. And my philosophy has definitely shifted mainly because Amber is not in medicine um, mm-hmm. and definitely doesn't have the same like planning um, inclination that I do. So it's more just like rational, like talk about what makes sense. Mm-hmm. And I've kind of like shifted my mindset away from planning, like still planning so that it, it's not going to like destroy our relationship, but more, more just making small choices like here and there about like what my priorities are. Mm-hmm. And those have definitely shifted like since I started medical school um, to like my relationship and really like focusing on that is an integral part of my priorities on a day-to-day basis. So it's yeah. been interesting to kind of see see that because I feel like we're so I don't know encouraged to say medicine is everything and Mm -hmm. our career is everything um 
And often it can feel like even more guilty in medicine. So you feel like you're going to be a worse doctor and not take care of patients as well. But I think it's just interesting to balance that and to, to still make decisions for your life um, that make you and your family happy um, that aren't necessarily all driven towards uh, what you want to do in medicine. Yeah. Yeah. I, I could not agree more. You're preaching to the choir. <laughs> um, but no, I think it's so important. Like one, of course, nurturing the relationships outside of medicine makes us better providers, I think, because, you know, then we have that sense of being grounded and balanced and we're less likely to get burned out. But also I'm starting to think we shouldn't just think of nurturing those other relationships in the context of making us better providers. I think we should also think of the nurturing those relationships simply because they're important relationships. I don't think their value has to be tied to our ability to be doctors as well. I think we should just value those relationships for what they are. Um, you know, I couldn't hard... more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Something that just occurred to me is so, I don't know. I feel like I've been talking with friends lately of ways to subtly ask like residents and attendings, do you still need me here or can I go home now? Right. Um, I'm trying to do it in a respectful way. And it's not like I'm trying to just get out whenever I can. Like I do want to learn as much as I can and do everything that I can. You know, I definitely want to be an engaged learner and medical student because you know, as much as I do want to spend time talking about relationships and nurturing all the rest of my life, I do still want to be a really good doctor and like be invested in medical school, you know. But at the same time, you know, if it's like 5, 6 p.m. and there's not much going on and you're kind of like twiddling your thumbs. But, you know, the, the residents and attendings are all busy because they have more going on and they kind of forgot about you just because you're yeah. so busy. But you're like, can I go now? One of the ways I've, I've been I've been doing it lately saying like, is there anything more I can do here? Or is it all right if I go home and like study there? Um, and I feel like that that's a that's true. I will go home and study more. But also, I'm gonna go home and like FaceTime my boyfriend. Like that, And that's also an important part of like me going home now. So I have time to do all of that. Right. No, I, I've definitely felt the same. I mean, my um, residents and attendings have been awesome so far, but you're right. They, the main thing that's been holding me longer is not that they want to keep me there or like keep me for longer hours. It's just that they're so busy taking care of patients that they kind of forget. Yeah. And I, I've been using a similar tactic where I just say, is there any more work that I can do? And normally they'll pop up and just go, oh no, I totally forgot. You should go home. <laughs> they're really nice about it. Yeah. Um, and I, I think it'll be interesting to see as we work with more people, like how well that works with different different types of people in the hospital. But for right now, that's been working great. And I have mm -hmm. definitely never stayed when they told me I could go home. And that's mm -hmm. been one conscious choice. I don't feel bad about it anymore, unless yeah. there's something very active that I want to learn at that, at that moment. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think radiology. So our first rotation, Clark was also on radiology first with me. Um, I think one day an attending told me at like 2 p.m. I could go home if I wanted to. But there was like one more procedure that day. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, I'll stay. I'll stay for this extra procedure. And he was like, are you sure? Like, you should go home. And I was like, no, 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 it's OK. I'll stay. So I stayed. It was cool. And then a similar thing happened again, like two days later. And then he was like, Anna, seriously, go home. <laughs> he was like, don't even try to stay. Like you should just go. Like if you've seen this already, like get out of here. And I was like, okay, okay, okay. 
I think it was really good that we had radiology first because we got comfortable with that because everybody was so willing to let us go early and let yeah. us have our time in radiology that I kind of got it ingrained in my, my mind see. early. I think it helped me set appropriate boundaries in my life. Yeah. <laughs> because so many of the radiologists were great in talking about work-life balance and why that's so important. Like even the residents, it mm-hmm. wasn't just the attending saying that, the residents were too. Um and I think it gave me a good perspective heading into other rotations now. Cause like if it's four, five, six PM and no one said anything to me, I'm like, I'm gonna go. Like <laughs> I don't need to be here anymore. Exactly. So I'll kind of find like the nearest resident and be like, <laughs> is there anything else? Even if I didn't really work with them that day, if I can't find my people, I'm just like, can I go now? because <laughs> I'm like I've been here for so long I did what I needed to do like I they just forgot about me it's fine and so I far think, this worked well for me I think it's just awesome to see that everybody that nobody's been upset or like had unrealistic unreal, expectations of me so far um and want us to go enjoy our lives and know we have a lot of studying to do so mm-hmm. that's been really just refreshing to see that they're not trying to keep us there, trying to just like judge who's going to stay there the longest to get a grade. And that's like the best thing about pass fail. I'm so lucky that we have pass fail. I'm so, I'm so thankful. Like (laughs) as it is, I feel like everything I do all day long is being judged, you know, and it is, and that's not necessarily a bad thing. It's like, they are evaluating if we're doing the right thing or if we have room to learn, you know, like that's part of learning but it's also exhausting. Like every moment, like every awkward moment where I'm sitting in a chair and I'm like, I don't know if I should be sitting in this chair or if this is someone else's chair. And I just don't know whose chair it is. It's like all of that stuff going on in your head. And you're like, are they judging me for this? Like, (laughs) exactly. And that's just pass fail. Like, yeah. Yeah. I can't imagine what it would be like if it was uh, not pass fail. Don't want to imagine the horrors. <laughs> and I think our relationship with our classmates would be a lot, a lot more difficult to maintain. Yeah, yeah, unfortunately. Yeah. I want to ask you some about, you know, we've talked about getting out of the hospital essentially and getting home to study <laughs> and focus on our relationships. Um, how how has that been going for you now that we're in rotations and you're like in internal medicine, which is one of the most time intensive and hardest ones. I've been, I've been tired, um, but overall good. Um, Mm -hmm. So I think we'll see how the the weekends go because I was on this Sunday, Um, Mm -hmm. but trying to think about how I can, you know, actively make time to spend with Amber. Mm -hmm. Um, My mom was here this last weekend, so not really, didn't really get to see um, how that went, but I, actively try to make spend as much time with her as I could um, mm-hmm. and pretty much just spent every time that I wasn't working with my mom. Um, but this weekend I was thinking, since I'm going to be so busy, Amber and I, I got tickets for Amber and I to go to see our favorite band in Raleigh on Friday mm-hmm. and just told the residents like ahead of time, Hey, I'm going to need to head out like right at five on Friday. Like mm-hmm. they're tototally okay with that. But I thought that would be a good way um, mm-hmm. to just make sure that we're spending quality time together. Mm-hmm. That's beautiful. That's so lovely. Um, Yeah. Like a gesture like that saying like, I know I'm busy, but I'm, I'm trying like, and he, you know, and there's a thing you can do and you're still like creating a new memory and, you know, having this great time together. 
Exactly. And even just like small things like sitting there and actively watching our show together, like we're watching The Sopranos right now. Um, it's just a good mm-hmm. way of actively making time for each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. That's great. Yeah. Like finding ways to relax together, mm-hmm. like watch a TV show. I've heard other people say they cook together or they exercise together, just like combining activities. <laughs> Yeah, I, I think it really is the small things and the small decisions. Like, could I could I do twenty more U World questions or spend some quality time not on my computer, like even just eating dinner or like sitting on the couch? Mm-hmm. Um, but as small as that, I think really helps to make relationships better um, during these like busy times. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I like to think sometimes it's obviously quantity of time is great. But if you can't always give quantity, then quality is important. Yeah, yeah, like like when I FaceTime Dylan, I know for some couples it works who are in long distance relationships where they can just kind of be like FaceTiming for long periods of time while they're doing other things simultaneously. Like they're FaceTiming, but they're also studying. And I found for me and Dylan, like that just doesn't work because I feel like it's not quality. Like by the end of it, you can say technically we FaceTime for three hours, but it doesn't really feel like it because I didn't actually feel present in that time with him. So instead, it's like rather than three hours, it might be one hour, but at least I'm actually, it's like I'm focused and like focused on him and talking to him and like all of that. Um, yeah, I think I think it makes a lot of sense. I'm not a multitasker um, at all. So I think it is, <laughs> it makes a lot more sense to in the way that, that Amber and I operate and it seems like the way you and Dylan do to just have that focus quality time instead of yeah. the, the longer amount of time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and granted, that's just, you know, what works. It sounds like for yeah. both of our relationships, I'm sure there's plenty of other people where they can do the, like the multitasking and ways where that sounds great, but unfortunately right. I just can't <laughs> manage that my brain can't handle all that information at once. No, you can mind. <laughs> um, so how are you finding time for wedding planning during this current era of your life? So we, we've had about a year and a half. Um, mm-hmm. We started pretty early with like getting the vendors. So that that went pretty well. And it was just, you know, sending some emails, sitting down, spending 30 minutes together, like once or twice a week to do that. Yeah. Um, and that went pretty well. Now that we're getting to the more like specific things about like what the layout's going to be and the design of those things, we ended up getting like a partial wedding planner to help us with that. Mm-hmm. And we really didn't want to, cause it was more expensive than we wanted to pay. Um, but we both said it'd be better for, you know, make us feel less stressed about the event. Um, yeah. and we've, all, we've, all, we've also leaned on my mom who's here helping with wedding stuff this weekend. Mm-hmm. And, um, and on um, Amber's maid of honor, Julia, who lives here. And mm-hmm. um, I go to a lot of the, the meetings with Amber when I can't. And just, Aww. yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's nice. It takes a village, you know? <laughs> yeah. Just got to learn to ask people for help. And I think that's been a, something that I was never good about doing and have gotten better about doing recently. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a great skill. Yeah. Good to learn while we're younger rather than being a lot older and being like, wait, I actually need help. Exactly. Um, that's great. So are you, is the wedding going to be in the area here? It is. It's at the Duke Gardens. Um, <gasps> yeah. What? Oh my yeah. gosh. Actually crashing your wedding. Just casually <laughs> going on a stroll through the Duke Gardens. <laughs> that's beautiful. For those who aren't familiar, the Duke Gardens are these beautiful kind of botanic gardens 
on campus. Oh my gosh, Clark. Wow. You got lucky getting it. Um, mm -hmm. We were, we were going back and forth whether to do it in Oklahoma where Amber's from or mm -hmm. here um, and had a lot of discussion about that at the start because it's easier for her family to get to Oklahoma, but yeah. also her family wanted to have, you know, kind of a bigger event to celebrate us. Um, so kind of ended up deciding to do it here. Um, mm -hmm. and Amber had wanted to get married in the garden since she, um, did a bunch of events there in undergrad and yeah. just thought it was the most beautiful place. So it was like, we were like either the gardens or Oklahoma were our decision. We weren't going to do it anywhere else in Durham. Mm -hmm. um, so we're very yeah. excited. Oh my gosh. Is it going to be on like the big main lawn that they have there? Um, it's going to be at the wooden building. Um, when where you park um okay. and then like back area oh there. lovely wow <laughs> i feel like immediately after this i'm gonna start googling like wedding <laughs> photos at the duke gardens just to like imagine that's so nice yeah, yeah. great location and you're both duke grads so mm -hmm. extra like sentimental value there exactly Wow. Are you planning for like a bigger wedding or smaller? Um, pretty, pretty big, like 150 people. Okay. Um, cause everybody's pretty much coming in from out of town. So yeah. it'll, be, it'll be fun though. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And is it going to be this year or next yeah, it's year? Be in April. Wow. Yeah. Oh my gosh. What are, what rotation are you on then? Like how is I, the time off going for that? <laughs> Well, that, that goes in line with me just making decisions that I want. Yeah. And I'm going to be on surgery um, at that time. Oh, my God. What? But okay. I, got, I got Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Monday off um, and Saturday, Sunday, but we don't work on Sunday. So okay. they gave me a good amount of time off. And I was just like, I could stress about switching schedules or taking a whole selective off. But I'm just going to hope that they're reasonable and give me this time off in yeah. surgery. And they I were. bet they will. <laughs> yeah. They did. So. That's great. Wow. Look at you taking life, the bull by its horns. Oh my gosh. That analogy worked so well. Durham <laughs> is like bull town or whatever. Bull city. <laughs> bull city. Good job, Anna. Good analogy. Yeah. <laughs> wow. But yeah, I love this for you. And this is like inspiring. I feel like to me and probably to other people where we're just like, med school is getting in the way or I need to plan things around med school you're just like I'm gonna do whatever I want med school can work around my life <laughs> <laughs> kind of taking that approach but we'll see if that, yeah. is, if that works out well but <laughs> I bet it will you have a good head on your shoulders you'll it'll be fine well thank you <laughs> yeah <laughs> okay wow so wedding are you gonna do a honeymoon at some point or is that like a delayed thing we're going to do it over spring break. So that's why we okay. chose April. Um, okay. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Cause we have spring break, like at the end of April, right? Yep. And into April. So it's like a week and a half more of surgery and then wedding a week and a half more of surgery and then, um, spring break. Wow. Wait, Clark, we're going to be on surgery together. Oh, what? Yeah. <laughs> I have surgery then too. Oh that's my awesome. gosh. I hope we're on the same, on the same team. That would be amazing. I can give the team updates on how the wedding's going. <laughs> I will send you all the pictures. <laughs> um, or you'll just see your entire surgery team like creeping through the Duke Gardens. <laughs> exactly. Because well, it, it is open to the public the whole time. Not the area, but like you can walk 
within view yeah. of it. Yeah. And my mom came here this weekend and she, we went when there was a wedding going on and snuck <laughs> to look at how they set it up. So. Yeah. <laughs> wow. That's funny. Don't, I won't actually creep on your wedding, but. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is amazing. Okay. I'm super hoping we're on the same service or, you know, I can follow along. That's so cool. No matter um, what, I'll keep you updated. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Wow. What a treat. What a treat for you getting married. Treat for me being able to follow along. <laughs> okay. That's great. Um, so, so you got a wedding planner for some of these like smaller, more minute details. Um, are there any... I don't know, these smaller details that you're like oddly passionate about. I feel like that sometimes comes up in weddings. Um, food and alcohol. <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> oh yeah. What are your thoughts on wedding food? Um, we're doing like a family style. So where they just put like big um, plates of stuff and then everybody mm -hmm. shares. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know if I have any thoughts. I just want it to be good. Yeah. 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 And then we picked our vendor because they're letting us source our own alcohol. And we're mm -hmm. excited about that because we can have like nice wine for the parents that like that. But then for all of our friends, we can have cheaper stuff, um, <laughs> save some money, save a lot of money there. That's a good point. You can just, you know, funnel the different types of alcohol to the different people. Like this person gets the good stuff. These people, eh, they don't need it. Exactly. Exactly. That's they look like they're under 40, then you aren't allowed to give them these things. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That's fun. What yeah. about music? Um, I we're thinking DJ just because yeah. everybody likes to dance and bands are very fun, but I think DJ will get the people going more. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. I feel like bands can be more hit or miss. Right. Um, sometimes bands, I feel like they try to MC the wedding as well, which again, <laughs> hit or miss. It can be really fantastic, or you know, people remember it for a different reason. Um, <laughs> Exactly. And it's more expensive and the space is small. So we were like, we're leaning towards DJ anyway. So those two things yeah. just put us right over the edge. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Oh my gosh, are your dogs going to be in the wedding? No, they're too crazy for that. We were going to try, but they're also not allowed in the gardens. Oh, okay. Um, but it would probably be more stressful there. As you can tell, they're a little bit um, <laughs> difficult to deal with. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah, I guess you don't want to have to worry about... Um, you know, your dog's accidentally ruining the gardens. <laughs> right, exactly. And Amber has some really cute um, nieces and nephews that are going to be able to do all the um, flower girl and the ring bearer and all that stuff. Oh my gosh, perfect. Beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> um, actually, one of my earliest memories is being, I think I was like two or three at the time. I was a flower girl in a wedding. And oh. I remember being in the car, like outside of the church for this wedding, like my mom shoving me into this fancy dress. And I was like, this sucks. And then we got, you know, it was in a church. So we got in the church and then my parents were sitting towards the back. And then they gave me a basket with these flower petals. And there's the 
little boy, some little boy was the ring bearer. And they're like, hold his hand and also <laughs> throw the flowers. And I was like, this is weird, but okay. So we got like halfway down the aisle. I'm throwing the flowers while also somehow simultaneously holding this boy's hand. I suddenly realize everyone's staring at me. I'm holding this strange boy's hands and I'm like, oh no, I don't like this anymore. <laughs> so I dropped everything, ran back down the aisle, and then I forced my mom to walk back down with me. <laughs> Um, that's so cute that's what the people want to see that's yeah yeah so I hope you know <laughs> you get a similar experience <laughs> I hope so too <laughs> yeah some yeah. stage fright little kids <laughs> that must have been adorable <laughs> I, I would like to think so and not like ruinous for the wedding but I don't, I I think, don't know I don't know I think that you can't be Oh, I think some people are very particular about their weddings, but Amber and I aren't like, don't need it to go perfectly. I think it's mm -hmm. just the fun aspects of having our friends and family together that we want the most. Yeah. 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 That sounds like a very sensible approach. Yeah. And you know, it's in a beautiful location. It's like, how wrong could things really go? Like you're there with the love of your life, surrounded by family and friends. That's what matters. Exactly. I couldn't agree more. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Um, okay, so you're getting married this spring. And then I guess kind of thinking about like post medical school, how does being in a super committed relationship influence what you want to do with the rest of your life, I guess? Well, we, we've had a lot of discussions about this and mm -hmm. uh, thinking it's important to like manage, okay, what residency, like, I don't even know what I'm definitely going to do yet. So I got to figure that out first, figure out where we want to go. Mm -hmm. And then it's like being with her, maybe having a family by that point and um, where we're going to end up. So we've been talking more about it. And I would imagine we end up closer to her family because her mm -hmm. family doesn't fly as much and would love to be within one day driving distance of yeah. where they live in Oklahoma. So I think what we've talked about, doing is just drawing a big circle around Elgin, Oklahoma, where they live. That's mm -hmm. like 10 hours and applying to different places in there and then assessing what work-life balance will be. Um, mm -hmm. I think it'd just be important. She really wants to be closer to her family than we are currently. So definitely want to make sacrifice, make any sacrifices that are necessary for, for that. Um, mm -hmm. Just because I know it'll be better for our long-term health of our relationship. Her family gets to come and help more selfishly too, if we have children. Oh my gosh. Um, and my parents are, my mom's retired and my dad is semi-retired so they can fly and have more time than her okay. family. They still visit me every six, every, every six weeks. So I'm not worried about seeing my family too. <laughs> Wait, where do they live? In Tampa, Florida. Okay. <laughs> That's so cute. Every six weeks. Yeah. My mom has her, her calendar and if she goes more than two months, she's like, I'm coming next weekend, no matter what. <laughs> that's, that's more frequent than Dylan and I see each other. <laughs> oh, I love that for you. That's so cute. And and I I love the way you're talking about like potential future residency spots or like just where you'll end up. I feel like that's such a realistic way to talk about it. Um Yeah, I don't know. I I I kind of get the impression sometimes when we talk about residency in general or like we list places they're going to like super name brand ones right you know yeah. um and but sometimes i find myself thinking i'm like i don't know if i want to go to 
the biggest name on the street for X specialty? Like, what if I just want to go to like a nice mom and pops residency program? I feel like there's all these other factors when you choose a residency that at least right now, maybe people aren't thinking about as much. Um, yeah. No, I, de I definitely agree with you. And I think you're going to get excellent training anywhere we go. Um, yeah. So I, I look, I'm going to look, I'm trying to look at it because I definitely have that draw to, you look at the match list and you're like, oh, I definitely want to um, go to the biggest like name or get the best train. Like, and then also it's like fair to say, I want to get the best training and be really good at what we're going to mm -hmm. do because we've gone through all of this to, to get here. But mm -hmm. I think I'm just going to try to look at it as my number one priority is like my relationship. And so that, that involves drawing this circle and being in this area. So that calls down the list. And then from yeah. there, I can weigh other factors, but just really thinking what is my number one factor. And it's probably going to be that. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Wow. That's so beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> um, I feel like that's, that's the word of this podcast episode for me. That's so beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> um wait something else that's beautiful to and while we're just talking about like families so i'm on the newborn nursery aspect of the pediatric rotation right now so i saw a c-section this morning so i oh, wow. almost oh, wow. started crying no one else was crying except for the parents <laughs> this new baby um yeah but like you know saw the whole c-section you know, the surgery, pulled the baby out. Baby came out butt first. Didn't realize that was an option, but you know, it's like, you go girl. <laughs> Enter the world on your own terms. Um, it was so beautiful. And like seeing the parents like hold hands like as tightly as they did. I was like, this is stuff out of the movies. And like, you know, the dad's like peering over the the drape that they mm -hmm. set up by mom's head and like I saw the tears in his eyes and I was like oh my god this is so sweet they like briefly showed baby to mom before like you know doing all the stuff to make sure baby's like breathing right and like mm -hmm. well circulated and stuff but like oh my god That's such a so beautiful moment <laughs> that is so beautiful I, ha I heard one of our classmates describe it as the best type of surgery because at the end of it a baby pops out yeah it's it's like this little miracle enters yeah. the world it's so sweet um yeah so and I, I don't know it is cute i was like i love this i love babies <laughs> does it make you want to go into ob guy <laughs> potentially i've actually thought of i feel like you know peds is especially now that i'm on peds right now i'm like i love children so much mm -hmm. um but I also love Obi-Gyne, but I kind of wonder, do I just love Obi-Gyne because there's babies? <laughs> or is it because of the rest of Obi-Gyne as well? Right. Um, so we'll see. We'll figure it out. But I don't know. I just love kids so much. I was in the ED last Friday and I was taking this like O2 like oxygen monitor off of this little baby, like two-year-old's toe. And he mm -hmm. was like, confused and a little upset with what I was doing he was like why are you touching my toes and I like went off about how cute this little boy's toes were I was like you have the cutest toes I've ever seen I wish my toes were as cute as yours and he was like what <laughs> and I was like this is so fun this is what I want to do for the rest of my life compare my toes to little kids <laughs> just just seeing the difference in pediatric radiology versus the rest of radiology was mm -hmm. so interesting where they have stickers on every like x-ray machine yeah. 
and um, it's so happy in there and they're trying to like excite them to stay still for, for whatever is going on. Mm-hmm. Um, they're just like, why can't we make adult medicine that fun? <laughs> <laughs> maybe <laughs> when I'm an attending. <laughs> exactly. I maybe, yeah. In the future, I'll like carry around those googly, like googly eye sticker things yeah. and just <laughs> stick them on walls, on machines, <laughs> on everything. I'll be like the googly eye vigilante and people yeah. will be like, stop putting googly eyes on adult things. And I'll be like, haha. You gotcha. <laughs> You're not going to stop me. <laughs> yeah. We will bring the joy. <laughs> okay that was my little side tangent about babies and families and they're so cute that's Um, great i love it (laughs) yeah um okay well clark is there any other important information that you would like to share you feel like would be relevant for people to know i i think that's about it it was just fun talking to you about all this stuff yeah this is a blast for me yeah um okay we're at that point then for a differential diagnosis from you of your top few takeaways from having a relationship while being in medicine i think my top takeaway is um to still make decisions that are right for you and your relationship even if Mm -hmm. they're not perfect for your medical career um and secondly is to just make small choices um every day that make you happy and make your make your relationship um, more solid. I don't know. Mm-hmm. That's so beautiful. And I feel like those are, those are a good mix of like daily tangible things and like big life things that you can think about. Or it, I like how they, it definitely connects. It's like, what can I do on a daily basis that'll improve this relationship and my life, therefore, in the long term? And also like being brave enough to say, I don't have to make the rest of my life revolve around these medicine benchmarks that have been set for me. Like I'm going to take control and like do what I want to do. Right. And I I may be talking confidently about that, but I still am very anxious about all of these things. So it's Mm -hmm. not like I have it, have any of that figured out. These are still my ideals that it's hard to Mm -hmm. to live up to, but um, just trying to take it one step at a time and find the path that that works out right no i i mean i'm a big believer of fake it till you make it yeah um you know like it's nice if you can be confident in everything you're doing but also that's not i don't know i think we grow by being uncomfortable um and i kind of forgot what that meant until this year where i was like thrown into rotations like "Mm, this is uncomfortable and i was like no anna that means you're growing Um, (laughs) you know it's like with this relationship stuff it can be uncomfortable. It's like getting married during surgery, maybe uncomfy, but also you're doing what you want to do. You're doing the things in life that really matter to you. Um, and you're making the rest work around it. That's great. Like I look up to that, like I aspire to that. So even if you feel like you don't quite know what you're doing. Well, I'll see you on surgery rotation and I'll tell you about it then. And we'll see if I'm as Beautiful. happy about that decision at that point but i will still be undeniably happy to be marrying amber so oh, that's yeah. so oh, i was gonna say that's so beautiful again i withheld it just a little bit yeah. <laughs> uh, okay well thank you so much for coming on clark this was so great i really appreciate you taking time out of your extremely busy life especially now that you're on medicine for talking to me <laughs> Of course. I'm so glad we finally got to find a time to do it. This was really fun. 
<laughs> yeah, so fun, so fun. Okay, yeah. well, have a good evening. I hope your dogs have a fun rest of the night. <laughs> they're they're sleeping now. Oh, lovely! Oh, <laughs> right by your feet. Pixels somewhere else. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, great. Have a good rest of your night. Good luck with the week. <laughs> All right, thank you. You too. I hope you um, get to see more babies tomorrow. Thanks. <laughs> <Me too. laughs> okay, bye. All right.